Good Easter Sunday morning to each and every one of you. Oh, how I wished we could worship and be together this morning. Maybe soon, I pray very soon. Let's begin. I want to share with you this morning from Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. So if you want to, go ahead and open your Bibles there. Bishop Lindsay Davis of the North Georgia Methodist Conference once wrote, Sometimes it's just plain hard to preach. He went on to say, For me, strangely enough, the hardest times to preach are those high and holy days, you know, Easter and Christmas. For instance, on Easter Sunday, Davis said, I always wake up singing, Up from the grave he arose. But, but the very magnitude of this truth makes preaching an exhaustible challenge. In essence, here's what he was trying to say. At this moment, preachers are tempted to preach in some personally impressive manner simply because it's Easter or, or simply because it's one of the most significant worship services of the year or simply because, well, simply because. But leave it to the Lord, Davis continues, for each and every year he captures my spiritual attention and once again I rediscover a way to share this incredible truth in a simplistic form. At this point I resist all temptation to dazzle the congregation with my homiletical footwork. Rather, my heart says, follow the Holy Spirit and allow Him to sow the seeds of truth. Then depend upon our risen Lord to deliver the results. This past week I found a small bit of verse I'd like to share with you this morning. I, I wished I knew who had written it. I would certainly give credit. I don't know, but it spoke volumes to me. Here's the verse. Without the resurrection, there is no church. Without the resurrection, there is no salvation. Without the resurrection, there is no life. And without the resurrection, there is simply no hope. Well, here it is. Here's the truth. All that we are and all that we will ever become hinges on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. For if there is no resurrection, then folks, we're living a lie. If there's no resurrection, then we're playing a game and we're wishing on a long ago extinguished star. But Jesus did rise from the grave. Jesus did rise from the dead. And today he is our reason for hope. He is the essence of our joy and he alone is the only peace a chaotic world can ever know. Guys, we're living through some difficult days. This coronavirus pandemic has changed the entire structure of the world around us. People are not gathering together. Grocery stores are struggling to replace sold out items. Hospitals and nursing homes are in lockdown. Non-essentials are postponed indefinitely, even surgeries. And people are flat out worried about life and health and survival. There's a Bill Gaither song released back in 1996 and made popular by the Gaither vocal band. You may remember it. It's called The King is Coming. The words to the opening verse are as follows. The marketplace is empty. 
No more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent. No more time to harvest wheat. Busy housewives cease their labors. In the courtroom, no debate. Work on earth is all suspended as the king comes through the gate. Well, that sounds like today, don't you think? It sounds like our present day world. Listen, we're going to get through this thing. We're going to emerge on the other side. We are going to see light at the end of this long, dark tunnel. And unless Jesus' return is imminent, then life will eventually return to some sense of normalcy. These are difficult days, but still the human heart is ice cold when it comes to God. These are difficult days, but we are still living in days of pride and selfishness, and, 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 and these days reign supreme. Listen, out there there remains an unbelieving and a skeptical world encircling us. This is Easter Sunday, and what a vivid reminder that hope for tomorrow and that hope for eternity still resides in the resurrected Christ. And as dark as the situation may seem to you today, there is light, a brilliant light emanating from an open tomb. Jesus Christ is alive, and today there is hope, even amid a hopeless world. Isn't that the greatest news of all? You know, we don't have a God of wood or stone, and we don't have a God of possessions or pleasure. We shouldn't anyway. We have a living God, a gloriously resurrected Savior. We have a God who loves us. We have a God who actually treasures us. You. Yes, you. And we have a God who took our place in death. But, but here's the good news. He didn't stay dead. Our God is alive. Our God is not lying somewhere in a forgotten cemetery. He's not stuck in some garden tomb. He's not where you can find a headstone. Listen, our God is the cornerstone. The cornerstone of life. Jesus Christ was dead. Oh, yes. He was dead. But on that first day of the week and after three days in a cold, dank tomb, Jesus Christ broke the chains of bondage and tore asunder the permanency of death. Jesus Christ is alive. And you've got something to celebrate today. This very Easter Sunday morning, many people around the world will be hearing a virtual message of hope a digital message of hope. And maybe they'll be hearing it for the first time. A message that tells of new life and a rich life and abundant life. A message that tells of a forgiven life that can only be obtained where the stone is rolled away and where the tomb is conspicuously empty. Now folks, if that's not a message of hope, then I don't know what is. The, the songwriter scribed the following words. He said, up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. 
Jesus Christ, this very day, this very moment, this very hour, is still opening blind eyes and still in the business of mending broken hearts. The most talked about event in all of the Old Testament was the Exodus. You know, that time when God led his people, his chosen people out of bondage and slavery and unto a land of promise? It was the day when God himself opened the tomb of physical bondage and carved out a path through the mighty waters of the Red Sea. And thus, he gave his people, the people of Israel, permanent liberty from the 400 years of Egyptian imprisonment. Wow! Talk about a resurrection. But, but comparatively, the most talked about event in all of the New Testament is undoubtedly the resurrection. Not the virgin birth and not the feeding of the 5,000. Neither was it the walking on the water or even the crucifixion where Jesus, the Son of the living God, was fastened to a Roman cross with huge spikes Nothing in all of the Bible, nothing in all of this Word, nothing even comes close to the day when Jesus Christ walked out of death and walked right back into life. For on that day, on that first day of the week, on that resurrection Sunday morning, God opened the eyes of His people to the greatest miracle imaginable. Death, which had always been championed, had now met defeat, and it all happened at the open tomb. Look at the scripture this morning. I'll be looking at verses 1 through 7 of Mark chapter 16. Here it is. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. Number one, on that beautiful and sunlit Easter morning, God began opening the eyes of the world. Uh, there was the opening of the tomb or, or the opening of the sepulcher. It was Joseph of Arimathea, it was Nicodemus, and perhaps a few others. It was by these brave souls that the precious and disfigured body of our Lord and Savior was gently removed from a blood-stained cross. His hands had been pierced with, with nails about five inch long. His feet were pierced also seven inch nails. His side had been gouged by a soldier's spear. His lifeless body was limp and heavy, dead weight to those lifting him from the cross. They took the body of their master. They wrapped it in linen grave cloths. They placed him in a tomb where no man had ever been laid. 
They rolled a mighty stone over the tomb's entrance, and then they silently walked away. Yet little did they realize that in only three short days, this tomb would be empty, and Jesus would be found alive and well. Guys, today is Easter Sunday 2020, and the truth is, many people have simply left Jesus in a tomb. Some have left him as a tiny infant lying in a manger. Some have left him as a great prophet, a miracle worker, someone who taught multitudes on the hills. Some just have left him as an important person in history past. But the stone was rolled away for the whole world to look inside. Look for yourself. Jesus isn't dead. Jesus is alive. On that beautiful and sun-splashed Easter Sunday morning, God began opening the eyes of the world. He opened the sepulcher or the tomb, and he opened their vision or he opened their eyes. Whoever said that God doesn't place a supreme value upon women must have either been crazy or, or blind. For unto the eyes of these two Marys, unto the eyes of these women, was first revealed the greatest event in the course of human history, the dynamo of our Christian faith. For as these two women gazed into the open tomb, God began opening their eyes. And dear friends, if we're not afraid this morning, if we're not afraid uh, to open God's Word, to open the Bible, if we're not afraid to open the doors of our heart, and if we're not afraid to pry open our spiritual indifference, then God also will fill our spiritual understanding with a message of hope and life where once only disappointment and death did dwell. Number three, on this beautiful and sunlit Easter Sunday morning, God began opening the eyes of the world. There was the opening of the sepulcher, and then the opening of their vision, and then there was the opening of their understanding. Verse six reminds us that which the angel spoke. The angel said, he's not here. He's not dead. He's no longer wrapped in those linen cloths. You've seen the open tomb for yourself. You have seen the way Roman soldiers stand guard. You know how serious they are. You've seen this tomb that was sealed and secured. Now, look inside. Look for yourself. Can you understand? Why in the world do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. Number four, on that beautiful and sunlit Easter morning, God began opening the eyes of the world. There was the opening of the sepulcher, the opening of their vision, the opening of their understanding. And finally, there was the opening or the loosening of their tongue. In verse seven, once again, we find the angel's words. Go and tell the disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you'll see him, just as he told you. Today, what are you doing with the risen Christ? Are you keeping the good news to yourself? Are you reluctant to tell others of his resurrection? 
Are you afraid of being perhaps labeled a religious fanatic, being judged? Are you okay with Christ on the cross because everybody wears a cross, but maybe a little iffy about talking about someone coming out of the grave, a resurrection? Nobody really wears a necklace with an open tomb. You know, we're living in troubled times. We're living in times of fear and bondage. Go on, tell somebody. Let it be known. Tell everybody that you have an opportunity to tell. Shout it from the rooftops. Jesus Christ is alive. The tomb was empty. And Easter itself is not about bunnies and chickens and eggs or chocolate. Easter is a historical fact. Easter is the greatest miracle ever to have taken place. Easter is a present day breath of fresh air amid the stale odors of a barnyard world. Easter, in a word, is life. And folks, I'm here to tell you, you ain't really living until you've stood at the open tomb and admired for yourself the resurrected Christ. Interestingly, some bones from one of Buddha's fingers were discovered centuries ago, and they were sent as a gift to the emperor of China during the Tang Dynasty. They were later lost and remained lost for many, many generations, and they were rediscovered in 1987. The finding was a sensation to Buddhists everywhere, and now these bones are visited annually by Buddhists on a pilgrimage. However, if someone were to claim they found a finger that belonged to Christ, no true disciple, no true follower of Jesus would ever believe him because our faith is not founded on a finger. Our faith is founded on a living Christ, a living Savior, a living Lord. Our faith is founded on one who was dead and who walked out into life. Father, thank you so very much. Thank you for the resurrection. Thank you, God, from the bottom of my heart for everyone that is listening or reading these words. I pray, Father, that the resurrection event will guide us from this point into eternity. May the resurrection be the greatest joy that we ever experience. In Jesus' name, amen.